everybody, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Steam Machine Podcast. My name is Dalton, and always joining me, I fucked it up. Joining me, as always, is my good buddies, Nate, Willie, and this week, gentlemen, we're wrapping it up in the wasteland. We're sailing off with the children of Adam into the sky onto Haley's Comet and flying away. Did everybody get your <laughs> Nikes? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Interesting fact. Uh, I know that's like haha Heaven's Gate joke, but like, uh, I don't think you can get those type that specific type of Nike anymore. Uh, though I could be wrong. There was like a specific shoe they all had on when that happened, and Nike was like, huh. no, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, that's not too surprising. Like shoe brands change up quite frequently. Their offerings. It's like hard to get the same pair of shoe year after year, anyway. Yeah, the the shoe collecting game is one that I am so far removed from but i see it online sometimes and it just baffles me baffles me but then again you know they probably look at us and they're like the fuck you collecting video games for right you know so yeah to each their own you can't wear a super nintendo (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) motherfucker that teenage mutant ninja turtles ain't gonna get you from point a to point b it's like bitch if i sell it it will (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> these are my air jordans i call them banjo and kazooie <laughs> i could be like i have fantasy star this will get me one tank of gas please thank you <laughs> how far will it take me a couple towns over <laughs> man we were looking at some weird stuff on price charting recently and was it the master system stuff you were looking up or the game gear but man those prices are even more hard to predict than, like, Super Nintendo and NES stuff. Yeah, it was uh, the Game Gear, the Mega Man was super expensive, but then, like, yeah. a tennis game of all games was, like, the second highest priced game on there for Game Gear. And that was just mind-boggling. Yeah, I think it's hard to tell with a market like that, too, because I know there's probably a lot more NES and SNES collectors out there than there are Game Gear collectors, so the market's probably a little bit harder to predict for a system like the Game Gear. Yeah, I can imagine, because the Game Gear wasn't great. I had it. I loved it. But in retrospect, you know, you play it for 45 minutes and your batteries were dying. <laughs> I mean, the thing about the Game Gear is when you compare it to the Game Boy, it looks really cool. Because it's like, hey, it's like I've got a Game Boy with portable games and stuff. But it's in color. Isn't that awesome? And then you think of it as a video game now instead of as a handheld thing that you could take anywhere. And it's like, this is just a slightly worse Master System. Yeah, especially when... Nintendo was like, oh yeah, here's the Game Boy Color. Go fuck yeah. yourself, Sega. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Um, At least the Game Gear had a backlit screen. That was what I was about to say, is that I did like the fact that you I know, could see it at night. That's also probably why you got 40 minutes of battery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have read that like people have had a lot of success with putting in a rechargeable battery into the Game Gear and like up, upgrading mm-hmm. the, <clears throat> the screen to make it, I think, LED and better backlit and stuff like that. But uh, that's a lot of time and effort and money. And for us poor Game Boy owners, all we could do is buy one of those little screens. They had like a little magnifying glass and a light on it. And that was the oh, pinnacle of gaming. To the Game Boy. <laughs> I, those things were awesome. You got one of those, you put the speakers that go into the headphone jack and make it slightly louder, and then there's a little joystick overlay over the d-pad for some reason and now you've got a voltron out megazord of a video say, game and then your game, game boy's this big now and you're like yes yep <laughs> just get a carrying case 
Oh, man. Uh, I would like to, real quick, uh, at the beginning, um, we had a listener correction that I would like to apologize for, and it's that uh, the anti-material rifle is not in Fallout 3. I thought it was. I was looking for it this entire playthrough. Uh, turns out that is in New Vegas, and thank you to uh, Jeff for pointing that out to me because I felt like a fucking idiot, but also felt better that like I couldn't find this place that I was looking for. It was because it was in the wrong game. So, you know. Also, while I'm thinking about it... Mess your directions up and ended up in Washington instead of Las Vegas. That's pretty bad. <laughs> and uh, while we're on the subject of Jeff, good sir, uh, here is your Patreon shout-out, my good buddy. Also, we have a <clears throat> a new Patreon, um, our buddy Ares or Adam. So when he, when he pitched to me, uh, or when he told me in Discord um, that he had subscribed to the Patreon and at the, the tier that he wanted his shout-out, he said, you can say Ares or Adam. And I went, all right, Ares or Adam. <laughs> so, yes. Welcome to the club, Ares or Adam. You guys are the... Co- <laughs> now you've said both, man, two for one. The cogs in the machine. The cogs in the machine, good gentlemen. We appreciate you. There's some other dude named nade but that guy (laughs) so gentlemen this is the uh the fallout 3 wrap-up show uh we have spent a long time quote-unquote rolling roaming the wasteland fucking around shooting some raiders and stuff um what i'm really looking for in the wrap-up is not particularly like how far did y'all get i want to know how did it make you feel like, not to get all philosophical with it, but, like, um... What is a wasteland? What, what, what would you say, like, like wrap up your experiences for me? Because, obviously, this game is all about exploration and how you take in the world. So I just kind of am curious if, like, how you guys wrapped it up. Is there any cool cool quests that you stumbled upon, you know? Oh, I found, um, I found the uh, guy looking for his uh, android that you were talking about last episode. Oh, did you resolve that yet? No, but I did get some hints along the way. Okay. So, uh, I have a couple I have a couple of uh, clues to mark up. I just haven't followed up on it yet. Because I was still trying to decide when I found him how I wanted to resolve it. But I'm pretty confident in saying I'm kind of in favor of letting the android have his own life. Uh, little android, I dig it. That's, I mean, not, not to sway you or anything, That's that's what I did. I, I ended up using I mean, passing some speech checks to just let that guy, you know, uh, the the chick comes. I believe. Um, have you? Oh, excuse me. Have you had a woman approach you yet about this? What in real life or? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. In fall uh, during this quest, did you have a woman approach you and be like, "Don't you know? Don't pry too far into this." No, not yet. Okay. No, uh, I, I found that trailhead pretty recently, and then started going back on main quest related stuff. And that was about an hour or two ago, so I didn't get too deep into it because I kept dying over and over trying to clear out a small suburb of raiders. I got you. Well, this won't be too much of a spoiler for you. That lady, who, there's a lady who's going to come talk to you, and I won't tell you what about, but she's going to come talk to you. And she basically is part of the railroad, which is a faction that you will have more interaction with in Fallout Four. Okay. Which I thought that was cool. It was kind of like a little seed planted in three for something that you would experience in a later game. So. Yeah, I really like that. That's I like that continuity, you know, because it's 
it's a big universe, but I like that apparently all the games are kind of self-contained, but there's carryover stuff that you'll appreciate more if you know things about the other games. Like, I think that's a cool way to do it. I think that's kind of similar to how Sky or the Elder Scrolls series handled it, where you do not have to have finished Arena to understand Daggerfall and vice versa throughout the whole time of it. Like everyone, you know, everyone jumped in at Morrowind or Skyrim and they were fine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> Makes sense. Now, Nate, what about you? Have you stumbled upon anything cool? Any cool quests? Yeah, so there was one that I found that I thought was really neat. Like, I ended up um, finally making my way to the real proper DC area going in. And when I got in there, I just found these, like, soldier-type people. I don't remember what they're called. Like, they're, like, paladin something. Paladin someone else, I think, is what they were calling themselves. Yeah, the Brotherhood of Steel. The Brotherhood of Steel. And they were just, like, basically shooting out all of these super mutants that were downtown. And so I was following them around and just kind of taking like little pot shots at the super mutants because they were basically doing all the work for me. It's nice having some competent people on your side, isn't yeah, it? no joke. And then we get to this area and they're like, hey, we know mm-hmm. you have this pit boy on and we need your help with that. I'm like, okay. So we start talking to them about it and everything. And they're like, so here's the deal. There's this thing we can't open unless someone passes this test. And I'm like, okay, I'll pass a test. I already took one. It told me I should have been a marriage counselor. See what this test tells me. (laughs) And they're like, no, it's not that kind of test, bro. And so, like, basically you had to jack yourself into this, like, VR machine. And... Oh, oh, okay. And basically... What? Um, I'm reading show notes, sorry. Okay, okay. I just I got confused because I thought you were transitioning into part of the no quest. no so this, this is a completely a, different thing. It's a very similar intro to these two. Things. I was gonna say I, I thought you were talking about what happens outside Galaxy News yeah, for a minute. I'm like, did you forget about no, that? No, no, it's very similar. Okay, very similar. Instances. Sorry, keep on. Go, but like, keep on going. they're like, yeah, plug yourself in so we can open this weapon cache, and you know, we'll give you part of it, whatever. And like, we're like, we need you because you have this pit boy, and you can actually do it. Uh I want to clarify real quick. It just it just remembered in my head. You're actually dealing with the Brotherhood outcasts because they're the ones with like black and red, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, They're badass. Okay, continue. Sorry. Sorry, Brotherhood outcasts. Yeah, I can understand why you thought I was talking about the other thing. Um, so anyway, we plug into this, and it's like a military training thing. But if you die in the game, you die in real life, kind of thing. And so basically, there was apparently this war in Anchorage where the Chinese had uh, taken over a large part of Alaska. And you had to basically lead troops to fight them in Anchorage. And it was a really fun mission. You had to do a lot of stealth sneaking around. They gave you, like, the stealth um, stealth boy, I think it was called. It was, like, a little pit boy that you could use for stealth. Yeah. And you could sneak around and take out them, get your ammo up. And every once in a while, they had a place where you had, like, an ammo cache or you could fill up your health there while you were doing it. So you never felt like you were completely boned. So you just kept moving further than that. And it was just like... It was a really long quest because first you're just infiltrating the base and taking out these guns. And then you have to do a couple other quests. But one is you basically have to destroy this like electrified minefield or whatever that they have set up so that you can totally take out their um, base in its entirety. And it was a really long and fun mission. Like It took me like three, four hours to get through. And I was like, man, this is a long side quest. But I gained, like, four levels doing it. So, like, after I got done doing that, I felt, like, totally awesome. And I got this really cool stealth suit, and I got a whole bunch of stuff from the ammo cache that I could sell later on. 
it's a really cool mission. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, I loved when you messaged uh, our chat about that after you had finished it, and I was like, oh, yeah, you just played through a DLC, and you're like, oh, that explains why it was so long. <laughs> yeah, so, like, I was just messing around trying to find some fun stuff to do, and I ended up beating one of the DLC campaigns. Yeah, that stealth Go me. is badass, by the way. Yeah, that stealth is awesome, because, like, if you crouch in it, it turns on this, like, invisibility wave over you, so it makes it the enemies have all that much harder time seeing you, and it's yeah. better than any armor, like, even AC class-wise than anything I have in the game yet. Uh, That's awesome. In New Vegas. Now, Jeff, if I'm wrong about this again, correct me, it might be Fallout 4, but I think it's New Vegas <laughs> is when they debut. There are super mutants that are addicted to using stealth boys, and they're called Nightkin, <laughs> and they're terrifying because they have, like, darker skin. Like, they look more purplish in their skin color but you'll just be running around and just start getting shot and you'll start shooting it and then the stealth boy will wear off and it'll be a fucking super mutant not a human you're just you're like oh shit (laughs) shit oh man it's rough (laughs) i kind of love super mutants man because the first time you see them they're like really scary and they've already started to hit the point of being overconfident skyrim bandits to me gonna smash your brains shotgun to the face yeah well, I still get scared of them. <laughs> like, oh, no, they're freaky as hell looking, and a lot of them carry big-ass weapons. Thing. But if they came up with you, if they come at you melee, though, I mean... Oh, just, melee, they're nothing. Just have shotgun to the face, it's over. But they have, like, a flamethrower, yeah, like some of them have. It's like, oh, God. I've seen flamethrowers, rocket launchers, and a minigun. The minigun one was, like, rough to deal with. Yeah. But, like, I was, like, downtown again, because, like, this is after... This was, like, soon after I had finished, like, talking to Three Dog. And I was going down this, I was just exploring downtown at that point, and I ended up going into this building, and I don't remember the company, but there's some company Mercs, like Mercenaries. Oh, it's Talon, company. Talon Company. The Talon yeah, company. Talon Company Mercs, Fuck thank them. you. <laughs> I don't know anything about them, but anyway, they started shooting at me, so I shot at them. Then I kept going down into this little stairway, and like they were shooting at something else, and I was like, alright free kills so i start picking them off and then i'd go around the corner to see what they were shooting at and all of a sudden there were like six super mutants charging me and i was like nope all <laughs> <laughs> ass <laughs> yeah dude they, like, maybe i was shooting hot, hot hike. <laughs> i i do like rolling up on and i think we touched on this in one of the other episodes like i just love rolling up on a fight between npcs and just letting it play out and then pick picking yeah. off the remainder if there's bad guys yeah it's just great I had fun helping a helping a just a sentry gun type thing trying to take out like uh, there were just super mutants and centaurs in a building and there was a sentry gun that was just blasting at him and I'm like as long as the sentry gun doesn't see me first I can take pot shots at the super mutants and watch them try to kill the sentry gun so I was doing that for a bit and then the sentry gun went down so I just kind of backed off placing frag mines down which uh, very satisfying. Nice. I uh... need more mines. So. I loaded, I loaded up, I downloaded Fallout 4 and loaded it up just to compare graphics, right? Because <clears throat> New Vegas technically was an Obsidian game. I mean, it was released by Bethesda, but it was an Obsidian game. So comparing 3 and 4, dude, you want to talk about like a time jump? Fallout 4 looks so much fucking better texturally and like resolution graphically and all of that, but it's still more of a looter shooter than it is an RPG game, whereas Fallout 3 still holds that RPG element. Um, I will say in 4, there are these enemies that would probably make you both shit your pants uh, if you're worried about super mutants with rocket launchers and flamethrowers. Um, there are super mutant suiciders who hold a mini-nuke and run at you. 
no. <laughs> and when they get near you, they set that mini nuke off and just explode. Um, so my recommendation to you, if we ever pull Fallout 4 for any reason, uh, go into vats and shoot that fucking nuke in their hand while they're way away from you. <laughs> That's all I got to say about that. I've started really enjoying shooting weapons out of enemies' hands. Raiders are so useless once you do that. Yeah, I also like to cr- cripple their limbs. Yeah. Oh! Or just go for headshots. I, I really enjoy a nice splattery headshot that you didn't expect to take them out, but it did, you know? Did either of you end up ever crafting any of the weapons? Like no. the blueprint I stuff? With crafting I never weapons. found a blueprint. I have I have a couple. Um, I couldn't re- figure out where all the workbench... I mean, I have a house now, so I could buy a workbench for it. You but, can use a house. Um, Fancy. The house yeah, of Megaton? Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, the house of Megaton. Very cool. Nate, do you want us to tell you how to get it? Because it won't He's about disarming the bomb. <laughs> you yeah. disarm okay. the bomb and you get 100 caps in the house. Okay. Yeah. And everyone in, there, everyone in the town's cool. And every now and then some random settler just walked up to me and say, thanks for everything you've done, have this, and hand me like 12, 12 ammos. Nice. And it's like, it's a weird gift, but I appreciate the sentiment, Dude, man. I had that girl approach me. Uh, she approached me and she's like, hey, we just all wanted to thank you for helping us out around here take this and she gave me a mutt fruit so i was like all right thanks so i walked into my apartment did some stuff came back out same girl comes up to me hey we just wanted to thank you for helping us out around here here take this and it was like two 10 millimeter shot bullets so like yeah thanks this is what y'all could scrounge up i appreciate it (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah They've they have given up from being the least of us, you know, man. It's the it's the ones marked settler. They don't even have like names access to purified water. Not only do they have not names, they don't even have dialogue. Like I love this one guy. I, I keep trying to talk to this one fool that was like just walking around in the town. He's like, sorry, not now. I don't have time. It's like, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt your schedule of walking back and forth between the saloon to the supply shop as slowly as you can. Didn't know you were booked all day, buddy. <laughs> Dude. The the AI pathing in this sometimes is hilariously bad. Like where they're, yeah. they're supposed to. I I remember this one person just walks over and just sat down like there was a chair there. No it was, chair. It was no chair. <laughs> just working like, my glutes. Incredibly good leg strength and like balance that you have there. You uh you young lady you I don't know I don't know if it was a, a old lady or a young lady but I'm gonna call her a young lady be respectful. <laughs> I mean, it's the wasteland, man. Everyone's got some marks. So, speaking of, um, real quick, some of these do pertain to Fallout 3. I have a little list pulled up of the strangest quests throughout the Fallout series. Um, Okay. Number 10, I'm going to exclude because it has to do with the main story quest of Fallout 3. And if you still plan on playing through it, I'm not going to spoil that for you. But it's really cool. Um, it, It has to... Yeah, at the... At the risk of making it obvious from all the low-level talk we're having, me and Nate didn't really find the time to finish this game, but, uh, but I don't know. But, you know... It's been an experience so far. Like I, like I said in the beginning, though, like, this is a game that, like, I didn't go into it expecting y'all to finish. I just wanted y'all to kind of, ex- like you said, experience it. Go explore. Um, see how the wasteland, mm. like, what you take from it, you know? Like, it, the story, the storyline, like, the MSQ is, heh. It's the game itself that makes people either love it or realize it's not for them. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I'm going to say this about it, too. It's like I feel like that even if we did four more episodes on this game, there's still a good chance I wouldn't finish the main story quest. Just because, like, I like the game. Let's go ahead and spoil that. I like the game a lot. I think it's really good, and I think it has a lot of positive things to go to it. But games like this, like the huge open world and all the different sub-quests, like, 
those are really hard for me to put a large amount of concentration in at one time. So it's hard for me to do that for more than like three to five hours a week. You know? So yeah. So at that pace, I'm not going to finish this anytime soon, but that does not mean that I'm not going to play it a little bit more and get further. And the thing is, is I'm way more likely to go back into this than I ever am into going into Skyrim again after playing this game. Cause this is just better than Skyrim. I said it 20 times. I'll say it again. <laughs> <laughs> more up your alley yeah so number nine then if we're skipping number 10 number nine fallout 2 being a porn star <laughs> hey what it says the title says it all in new reno which is i think one of the places obviously one of the places in fallout 2 if you have the right stats you can pass an audition for a dingy adult film studio and become a porn star making your popularity in the town rise as well as the cost of drugs for you in that settlement <laughs> <laughs> that's a nice extra touch like we know you got money uh if you're not cut out to be a porn star you can be a fluffer instead so there is that <laughs> what a game what a world now uh for those listening who might not know uh fallout 1 and 2 are like more uh, Baldur's gate-esque camera style like isometric camera and it's like a click a click around RPG. It's way different than when Bethesda took it over. That was back when it was still handled by Black Isle Studios. Which, fun fact, in Fallout 3 you can find Isle, Isle Negra Holdings. Which is <laughs> translates to Black Isle Holdings. And that was a reference to the original makers of Fallout. That's cute. Um, so, number 8 we've already talked about last week. I believe the superhuman gambit. The fight between Robo-Man and oh, Ant-Man. Yeah. 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 Um, Come fly with me in New Vegas. Uh, this quest, basically, you're trying to help a cult of ghouls fly off into space. <laughs> that sounds so really like, awesome, actually. You get to get their rocket working, and you can either... There's, like, ways, different ways to finish the quest. I won't spoil them, but, like... It, yeah, you're basically just trying to help a cult fly into space, and then you end up meeting this dude who talks like he's a ghoul, but he's not a ghoul, but he thinks he's a ghoul. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very entertaining. Um, number six... I've, oh. I have a weird soft spot for ghouls, man. I, I don't know. Those guys I just have a lot of sympathy for. They got it rough, you know? I think you would really like that quest, then. At least for these these specific group, I think you'd really like them. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the ghouls as well, because I think I've talked about it a lot on the last episode, that I love Gob. <laughs> yeah, Gob. <laughs> He's the man. He's like the coolest character in Megaton. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So, uh, Killing the Rat God, Fallout 2, number 6. People have been disappearing in Trapper Town. Folks think there's something below deep in the caverns that's killing and eating citizens. Sure enough, you descend into the depths to find out it's the work of a rat god named King Rat. Clever. K-E-E-N-G-R-A apostrophe A-T. Ah. That's some wizardry level NPC right there. Who looks more like a naked bear than a giant rat. Uh, that's been sending his followers to town. Put down the big rat, save the town. About as conventional as RPG gets. But still, hint of wackiness that makes the series special. Uh, number five is actually a DLC from Fallout 3 called Mothership Zeta. Which, which is basically you, you get abducted by aliens and then you have to fight your way off the alien ship. <laughs> that sounds fun. Nice! That's so weird. I would not have expected that in this game. And I, I don't know why, because it does clearly have a sense of humor to it, but... So weird. Uh, number four, the Wasteland Survival Guide. Yay! And we already talked about that. I still haven't fin. I haven't finished it, man. I didn't want to do the Myra Lurk thing. I just <laughs> I got, so, she really doesn't want me to hurt one, and I really like her to go. Dude, 
What I, do you have to do for the Marler Quid? I did that quest. You've got to bring oh, go a, an observer tool to a, a Marlark nest, uh, because Myra thinks that the Myrlarks might have some kind of intelligence or civilization, huh. and so she wants to like have them observed for a while. But she also, it's like, you remember how like there was the bonus mission on one of them where it's like, I think it was like if you um, if you have a, a broken limb when Myra fixes you up, that's worth more points than just being injured or whatever. Okay. It was kind of like that where uh, she gives you a bonus if you don't injure any Myra works, and that is just not in my nature i don't like them I, I was able to actually do that and get that with uh without injuring one like the way when you go into that quest the way she wants it you can go down the stairs and i, and I just stealthed like i went down i went right around the right to the corner and there's a little egg pile you just stick it in there and then just stealth back out it took me like 10 seconds holmes my stealth rating is 19 oh <laughs> all right mine's well lower than that but thankfully i have that suit <laughs> yeah, that suit oh, would yeah. help for sure. Um, number three, beat Francis Fallout Two. This is making me want to play Fallout Two. All these crazy ass quests that are coming from it. So Francis is a super mutant, and in I guess he has one of the best melee weapons in the game, which is called the Big Frigger Power Fist. That that, that was hard <laughs> to say. Big Frigger Power Fist. Uh, Why does this sound like Deadpool? <laughs> There's multiple ways to acquire it, but easily the most amusing and disturbing is arm wrestling the super mutant named Francis. <laughs> you beat Francis, you get the fist. If you don't beat him at arm wrestling, he gets to use you for a night, and you wake up with a ball oh, no. gag in your inventory. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, I get the sense that the sense of humor in the 2D games might have been a little bit more sophomoric. Yeah, probably. Oh man! Um, number two is from Fallout New Vegas. It's Wang Dang Atomic Tango, and uh, James Garrett, the co-owner of Atomic Wrangler, has a problem that he needs your help with. He's a man in search of a few good escorts to cater the diverse taste of his clients, and needs you to be his scout. Yep, you got to comb the wasteland in search of three special candidates to hire for Garrett, including Fisto, a sex bot. <laughs> so yeah, you have to go around looking for uh, sp- special people. And cool. Yeah. And then number one on this list, uh, I believe I think I talked about last week, correct me if I'm wrong. Our little secret about the family full of cannibals. Yeah. And Yes, uh, you made that sound so high, but I still hadn't found that. That's yet, the so. coolest quest in Fallout Three. And it's number one on this list. I can't agree more. That is just such a wild experience. Like hunt that out. If you are if anybody listening is currently playing Fallout Three, go find Andale. It's a great fucking time. Do you have like a? I mean, is it too spoilery to ask like what like quarter of the map it's located in or something? Because I would kind of like to try to find that. I imagine it's probably off to the west somewhere, since that seems to be the more desert. I want to. I want to say it's like Midwest, maybe a little south, maybe a little southwest in that area of the map, that corner. Gotcha. Definitely worth checking out. Um, if you, if you, especially if you still plan on playing some more. Oh, I mean, I'm probably going to play more when we get off the call, actually. I'm really, like, it's every time I play it, it makes me want to play for much, much longer. It's just, then I get, like, I get that open-world paralysis between sessions where I'm like, what was I going to do next? What would I, what should I be doing next instead? What, like, what was my last challenge so I could figure out what I needed to do to overcome it, et cetera, et cetera? Why did I stop playing last time? Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. Um... 
gentlemen, what, what are your what are your final thoughts, Nate? What are your final thoughts on Fallout Three as a whole? Any final thoughts on Fallout Three as a whole? Great game, man. I really enjoyed it a lot. Like, obviously, it suffers from graphic limitations of when it was made, but what doesn't? <laughs> so, <clears throat> overall, I think the atmosphere it created was really good, and the gameplay is actually pretty decent compared to a lot of other Bethesda stuff that I've seen. So yeah, I really like it. How many uh, How many Vault Boys would you give it? This gets eight Vault Boys. Eight Vault Boys. All right. Now, Willie, what about you, bud? Moving a series to 3D is always a challenge because... Just tell that to the Sonic well, fan base. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, you have to make decisions, and sometimes those decisions are not... Hap- they won't please your existing fans. Other times, they won't please anybody. That's what happened with Sonic. They can't all be Mario 64. Some of them are Bubsy 3D. <laughs> um, but I really think that like adding the kind of veneer of a first-person shooter to this game while still retaining Vats is kind of a in-between step to make it more closer to RPG, action RPG. Like Compared to a lot of other games tar- tagged as action RPG, it's certainly more of an RPG than uh, Zelda or Dark Souls or something. You, know? you can still see those numeric systems running throughout the game in a more visible way to the player. Um, and the the upside is you get a world that's really satisfying to explore because it's just so much more immersive than a 2D world usually is unless, you know, it's also extremely beautifully crafted. I can't say I've played the Fallout games well enough to know it, but... Um, so basically what I'm saying is this is the kind of game that basically lives or dies by whether the exploration is satisfying. And I've never been to Washington, D.C., but I'll keep looking around in places like this is a place of historic significance. Seeing it in this state is wild to me. The way that they've crafted this post-apocalyptic, post-nuclear, many years after the bomb, too. It's not fresh after the bomb. It's generations after. And I think that that's a really cool setting because you could just go the whole Mad Max way. But seeing people shack up and try to make a living in the ruins of a city, seeing what concrete still stands and all that is really satisfying and it's like i don't know ultimately i've enjoyed playing the main quest but i've also just enjoyed seeing this world and um i feel like i would have the same fun playing more games in the series i regret that i didn't put as much time into it as i should have and i'm going to keep on playing it um it's sometimes stressful but it's a good kind of stressful it's the kind of stressful that lets you know your character's actually dealing with stuff and uh, I'm going to go ahead and say I'm I'm um, give it a strong recommendation. I would say, uh, I want to say it's a 9 out of 10. Because I was going to say it's probably a 9 and I'm going to give it an 8.5 because I haven't explored as much as I want to. But it's it's really just, it's a 9. This, this game was obviously a huge leap forward in its series and that's why we have these games to this day. Um, every time we've made any comparison to Skyrim, it's like, and I'm, that's why I'm glad I'm playing Fallout yeah. instead. <laughs> yeah, uh... I would give it. I give it a nine as well. Nine Vault Boys. Um, this game holds a special place in my heart, like as most Bethesda games do. Um, I first played this on PS3, and playing it on PC was a uh, major fucking upgrade as far as like the way things looked, the way it played. It wasn't nearly as buggy. Shout out. And if it does get buggy, you can console your way out of it sometimes. Yeah, and shout out to the uh, unofficial patch makers. Like yeah. oh, for any of the Bethesda games, y'all fucking rock. Thank you for fixing their piles of shit when they don't want to, like because y'all really help make a uh, make the good make the game better. Not that you're gonna be listening to this, but if you are, thank you, thank you. But gentlemen, 
let's discuss the next couple weeks. Oh, man. This is good. Next week. Everybody put your dips in. Get your hats out. Everybody get ready. Get your fishing caps on. We are going to be playing some Ultimate Fishing Simulator. We just, uh, this this idea kind of came came about last night. In fact, uh, do, Nate, would you like to explain how this came about? Yeah, sure. So, like, we, obviously, you know, we just finished playing Nights into Dreams for the last episode. And so, with that, I had bought the um, Dreamcast collection, and I was playing Sega Bass Fishing. And I was just talking in our group chat. I was like, man. I wish there was a fishing game where I didn't have all these restrictions that were like, you know, you have to catch all these fish in X amount of time. I just want to fish for the sake of fishing and having fun. And Dalton's like, hey, I got this game I think you dig. And uh, recommended this Ultimate Fishing Simulator to me. He's like, all right. And so I started looking into it. I was like, yeah, this kind of looks exactly like what we're looking for. Well, 30 minutes later, me, Dalton, and Willie all had a copy. We were playing multiplayer and fishing at the lake just... It felt like we were out there in real life just chilling, shooting the shit, and catching fish. It was just like, this is what fishing is, and this is what I wanted. And we always had such a good time. We're like, hey, why don't we just make this the next episode? So yeah. that's what we're going to do. Yeah, and like randomly, I sent the link for the Steam page, and it was on sale. Like, it couldn't have been a better timing. Yeah. And like, like, like... Hours went by last night, and I didn't even realize it. When I went to bed, I looked at the clock and went, oh, shit. <laughs> we fished for a long time. But, dude, it was so fun. That I, I really i am looking forward to uh, what we do more this week and, and talking about all our big catches and all of that type of stuff next week. It's going to be fucking great. Um, so after that, uh, I'm going to pull my select the game card, and I'm going to slot in Battle Chef Brigade because I really think that y'all will enjoy that. Um it's really fun. It's one of the first games I ever bought for Switch uh, when I got my Switch, and I liked it so much that I got it for PC as well. So, I I think that'll be really that'll be really fun, and then we'll be diving into motherfucking trails in the sky. I will finally be starting this Legend of Heroes journey that James has been begging me to start for fucking years now, <laughs> and I get to do it with two of my bros. It's gonna be fun as fuck. Yeah. It's gonna be fun be as fuck. Good time, man. I'm looking forward to it. It seems like a game to be kind of up my alley, so I'm excited to check it out myself. Yes, yes. It'll uh, it'll be a breath of fresh air after you know. It'll be like a warm hug after the nuclear winter. <laughs> yeah, it'll be it'll be good. Um, I think that about does it for what I've got for gameplay stuff, gentlemen. Um, I I I just really wanted to hear your opinions about the end of the game because i there's a lot more that i could say about fallout but obviously i don't want to spoil too much for you guys so i was more interested in y'all's perspective on what you've seen how you felt about it and i think that you guys delivered that and knocked it out of the motherfucking park sammy sosa style so uh if you would like to find us on social media you can go to steammachinepodcast.wordpress.com and you will find all and I mean all of the links that you're looking for. There's a link to the Facebook if you'd like to follow us there. There's a link to our Twitter if you'd like to. If your Twitter's more your thing, um, there is a link to the Patreon. You should come join the Patreon. You get a dollar, just one dollar, will get you the episodes early, and you get to hear our random bullshit before we start recording. Um, sometimes that's thirty minutes. Sometimes it's ten minutes. Sometimes it's longer. Sometimes you know, it just depends. Depends on the day. But you will get your episode earlier uh, than normal. And let's see. What else? Oh, because Nate is the motherfucking man, 
you can now go to bit.ly slash the machine discord and boom get you an invite and it will pop your ass over into our discord channel and you can come hang out vote on what games that you'd like to see in the uh little plug chat well blah 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 did you say plug champ? I did say plug champ. And that's why I was like, why did I why did that even say I meant this? You you are my little <laughs> <laughs> The poll channels. Plug champ poll channels. <laughs> yeah, the poll channels and you can vote in there. Man, I got tongue tied there for like hardcore. She sells seashells from the seashore in seashells. Yeah. Speaking of the Discord, I have some stupid ideas that I might follow through with in a little bit because i know on the last episode we were talking about nights into dreams and i mentioned that i was going to go look for a copy of the sequel night's journey of dreams for the wii i did get a copy of it so i'm thinking i might um take over one of the voice channels and stream it in there one day just to kind of give a little bit of a extra treat to anybody in the discord anybody that wants kind of curious about the sequel to the game can see what it's like with me for the first time Ah, that would be fucking cool, man. We should, you should set that up for sure. Because uh, I'm curious what that game looks like. <laughs> and also, after this episode comes out, it might be interesting for us to just to jump in general one night while we're playing the fishing game, and we can have one of us streaming it, and people can just hop in and join our bullshit if they want to. That actually sounds really cool. That's a brilliant idea, sir. We should absolutely Plus, if they want to pick up the game, too, then they can play with us. It would be a pretty good way to start out the getting us actually playing games together in this discord yeah that's true anybody who wants they're more than welcome to come fish with us man See, one of these days no man's sky will happen right <laughs> <laughs> one day jeff one day but <laughs> we're trying we're slowly we're working our way there man <laughs> uh nate go ahead and plug your stuff good sir yeah, and speaking of streaming stuff you can find me on twitch.tv slash turtle bear man i'm doing a little bit of a fun thing this month i decided that it is sonic september so i'm going to be spending a lot of time playing sonic games over the month of september i've already um streamed sonic the hedgehog 2 um next game is probably either going to be sonic adventure or sonic adventure 2 i've got to kind of make the decision on that it's probably going to be one but it'll probably span over multiple streams you know i'm just going to go from there for the rest of the month play whichever sonic games i feel like going crazy with um other than that you can find me on twit twitter Twitter and Twitch, the two T's at Turtle Bear Man as well. Oh yeah, and Willie, I already know it's no for plugging uh, stuff. So do you have anything you'd like to say? <laughs> Actually, I'm gonna plug something that isn't oh. mine. I, we've done something really interesting this episode. You might not have noticed. We haven't made a single reference to pro wrestling at all yet. And I actually just wanted to say. I actually really enjoyed this last week's uh, AEW All Out pay per view. It was I, my main problem with wrestling is it's been so hard to watch without crowds or with tiny mm-hmm. you know mini social distance crowd, and this was a you know ten thousand man ten thousand people in the crowd and. I've never watched the paper like so many wrestling shows recently maybe think they either don't care about the fans or actively hate them. <laughs> and this is one of the few shows I've seen where it actually seemed like they were the goal of everyone there was to make every person in that building as happy as possible. Like it was one of the most joyous wrestling shows I'd ever seen and I can't recommend it highly. Yeah, all I got to say about that is Ruby Soho. That bad yeah. bitch. Oh um, yeah. On that on that note and we'll, we'll wrap it up after this, but on the note of AEW in general, I haven't particularly followed them or watched a lot of their stuff, though I do love Chris Jericho, so like I respect what they're doing. Uh, 
that pop that CM Punk got oh was God. in fucking sane. And I've got no nostalgia for the dude because like I had quit watching wrestling at the time. He got really super popular. But just the reaction of that crowd and I put myself into how he must be feeling, dude, gave me that Indian tear or Native American tear, excuse me, <laughs> down the aisle. Like, I was just like, I was tearing up. I was like, holy shit, man. Like, that guy's got to feel good that he's been gone for so long. And when he comes back, everyone's like, Rah! like there were people crying in the crowd and shit. It was a really cool moment to watch. If you can find it on YouTube, uh, just CM Punk AEW debut, and it'll it'll move you. Even if even if you're not a wrestling fan, it'll it'll definitely you'll be impressed by how loud that building was. Yeah, the beginning of that clip is his theme music, Cult of Personality by Living Color. But that's not a quiet song. You can't hear it over that audience. Yeah. It's crazy, man. Yeah, it's absolutely nuts. Well, gentlemen, I think that about <laughs> this week's theme machine podcast, man, I, I, my brand totally just shut off there for a second. So I think that about does it for this week's episode. They are the Brothers of Destruction, Nate and Willie, i.e. Turtle Bear Man and Ice Brand Studios. My name is Dalton. As always, guys, take it easy and see y'all on the lake, partner. Hey, real quick here at the end. It's me, it's Dalton. And I'm not even going to edit out all my fan background noise because it's really hot in here right now. But here at the end of the episode, I wanted to tell you that I'm going to include a song from my newest album, uh, Weird Right Out the Womb, uh, here at the end of the episode. And I hope you all really enjoy it. Uh, if you do, go ch- maybe check out check out my band camp, man. It's uh, Nile the Nightmare dot com or i'm sorry now the nightmare dot bandcamp dot com go there check it out uh you can listen to the album without buying it but if i encourage you if you do enjoy it to give it a purchase it uh it means a lot to me anywho i'm rambling please enjoy this song uh i saw god in her face off weird right out the womb by now the nightmare which is me and as always guys take it easy